Section 16 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. A Failure of Initiative. Final Report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to investigate the preparation for and response to Hurricane Katrina by the United States House of Representatives. Chapter 7, Part 1, Evacuation At the local level, I think the biggest failure was leadership didn't take into account the fact that poor residents had no way of evacuating. I also think Governor Blanco should have called for a mandatory evacuation sooner, and that Mayor Nagin should have coordinated better with Amtrak. Terrell Williams, New Orleans Citizen and Evacuee, Select Committee Hearing, December 6, 2005. We estimate that over one million people, or approximately 90% of the affected parishes' populations, evacuated in about a forty-hour period. I don't know of any other evacuation that has occurred with that many people under these circumstances, with that high percentage of people being evacuated in that short of a time period. Colonel, retired, Jeff Smith, Deputy Director, Louisiana Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness. Select Committee Hearing, December 14, 2005. Evacuation Failure of complete evacuations led to preventable deaths, great suffering, and further delays in relief. Summary Evacuation is a critical part of emergency preparation for a hurricane. Such preparation includes both detailed evacuation planning and implementation of the evacuation plan in potentially affected areas once a hurricane is projected to make landfall. The states of Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, and many of their localities, for example New Orleans, have hurricane evacuation plans and years of experience implementing them. In Alabama and Mississippi, the state or localities declared mandatory evacuations as Hurricane Katrina approached, and implementation of their evacuation plans went relatively well. In Louisiana, the state and local implementation of evacuation plans for the general population also went well, resulting in one of the largest emergency evacuations in history. Two of Louisiana's most populous localities, New Orleans and Jefferson Parish, declared mandatory evacuations late, or not at all. While the definition of mandatory evacuation and the associated obligations and liabilities that local governments assume are still being debated, early designation of the evacuation of New Orleans as mandatory could have increased the number of people that left, resulting in a more complete evacuation, saving lives, and reducing suffering. New Orleans city officials, who were responsible for executing an evacuation plan, 
and who had the authority to commandeer resources to assist in the evacuation, failed to evacuate or assist in the evacuation of more than 70,000 individuals who did not leave either before the announcement of the mandatory evacuation or before the storm hit. Those who did not evacuate included many who did not have their own means of transportation. Despite the declaration of a mandatory evacuation, on Sunday before landfall, New Orleans officials still did not completely evacuate the population. Instead, they opened the Superdome as a shelter of last resort for these individuals. Problems sheltering this population, beyond emergency planners' general preference for evacuation, were exacerbated by inadequate preparations for a large population at the Superdome. For those with medical or special needs, New Orleans and other institutions also failed to evacuate them, but instead sheltered them, a decision that also had negative consequences and is discussed in detail in the medical care chapter. Those individuals in all states who had the means to evacuate but did not do so must also share the blame for the incomplete evacuation and the difficulties that followed. The failure of a more complete evacuation led to catastrophic circumstances when Katrina made landfall, particularly in New Orleans, where the force of the hurricane breached the levee system in multiple locations throughout the metropolitan area. As the resulting floodwaters spread through low-lying urban areas, thousands of people who were trapped in their homes climbed onto their roofs or fled into flooded streets. Fortunately, thousands of these people were saved by a massive and heroic search-and-rescue effort. But many were not as fortunate, and hundreds of people died in their homes or other locations, presumably from drowning. Those who were in the Superdome, or those who found shelter and high ground at other locations, suffered horrible conditions. The floodwaters, which had been anticipated and even predicted from a large hurricane such as Katrina, furthered the misery and delayed the immediate relief of the remaining population. The incomplete evacuation and floodwaters also required a post-hurricane evacuation, for which federal, state, and city officials had not prepared. Because of a lack of preparations, Planning had to be accomplished in emergency circumstances, where communications and situational awareness were in short supply. Requirements for buses kept growing, as a lack of willing drivers and diversions of buses continued to delay the evacuation of the Superdome and other locations. Finally, the combination of more buses and supplemental airlifts resulted in a complete evacuation of New Orleans. Finding. Evacuations of general populations went relatively well in all three states. Evacuation is a critical part of emergency preparation for a hurricane. Because of the destructive forces of hurricanes, evacuation planning is very important. Preparation for an approaching hurricane includes both detailed evacuation planning and implementation of that plan in potentially affected areas 
once a hurricane is projected to make landfall. Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, officials told select committee staff that emergency planners prefer evacuation to sheltering people within affected areas, because the sheltered population is subject to the most intense dangers of the storm, and because it may be a slow and difficult operation to get relief personnel and supplies back into hurricane-ravaged areas. The state of Louisiana has an evacuation plan, which was revised following Hurricane Ivan in 2004. The evacuation for that storm had caused massive traffic jams leading out of New Orleans, those traffic jams were the result of the southernmost parishes trying to evacuate at the same time as Orleans and Jefferson parishes, the two most populous parishes. The new plan called for a staged evacuation, with the southernmost parishes evacuating first, followed by lower Orleans and Jefferson parishes, and then upper Orleans and Jefferson parishes facilitated by the implementation of contraflow, one-way outbound traffic, on the highways leading out of New Orleans. In addition to the Louisiana state plan, local governments have emergency evacuation plans. The City of New Orleans Comprehensive Emergency Management Plan, the New Orleans Plan, provides the authority to order the evacuation of residents threatened by an approaching hurricane, is conferred to the governor by Louisiana statute, but this power is also delegated to each political subdivision of the state by executive order. The New Orleans plan further explains, This authority empowers the chief elected official of New Orleans, the mayor of New Orleans, to order the evacuation of the parish residents threatened by an approaching hurricane. Under this authority, the mayor of New Orleans is responsible for giving the order for a mandatory evacuation, and supervising the actual evacuation of his population. The mayor's office of emergency preparedness must coordinate with the state on elements of evacuation, and assist in directing the transportation of evacuees to staging areas. The importance of evacuations is expressed in the New Orleans plan. The safe evacuation of threatened populations is one of the principal reasons for developing a comprehensive emergency management plan. In furtherance of that goal, the City of New Orleans will utilize all available resources to quickly and safely evacuate threatened areas. Mississippi also has a state evacuation plan, one that takes account of local plans because of the key role that counties play in declaring evacuations. According to the testimony of the Director of the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency, MEMA, Robert Latham, the authority to make decisions about mandatory evacuations in Mississippi rests with local governments. However, the state is generally included in any discussions about evacuation orders, because once a city or county chooses to make such an order, state responsibilities for managing traffic, including contraflow, and opening shelters can come into play. 
In preparing for Hurricane Katrina, the Mississippi officials worked through the MEMA liaisons it dispatched to the counties along or near the Gulf Coast, as well as a representative it had stationed in Louisiana's Emergency Operations Center, because of contraflow agreements between Mississippi and Louisiana that provide for evacuations out of southeast Louisiana through Mississippi. Alabama also has an evacuation plan, and recently revised it. Lessons learned during Alabama's response to Hurricanes Ivan and Dennis helped refine the state's actions as Katrina neared. Having been criticized for triggering evacuations that turned out to be unnecessary, Alabama officials practiced to reduce the time required to reverse traffic flows on the major routes, and encouraged county and local officials to define smaller evacuation zones within their jurisdictions to better target evacuation actions. According to Governor Riley, on Katrina there was an evacuation plan that was a little more moderate than I hoped for, and we convinced everyone in the room to expand it. The time before, as I said earlier, we got some criticism because we may have expanded it too much. We have gone back and built a zone-type process, but we take all of the local team, because you have to have local buy-in, because it won't work if you don't. Alabama state and county officials testified that one of their difficulties in planning evacuations is that the Army Corps of Engineers data used as the basis for evacuation plans and models is outdated. According to Alabama Emergency Management Agency, AEMA, Director Bruce Bauman, the two coastal counties have had studies done by the Army Corps of Engineers. Those studies were about five years old. In the case of Mobile County, the data did not include the wind fields, so it doesn't give you complete information when you are trying to make decisions on clearance times. It is based upon dated information. Baldwin County has grown by leaps and bounds, so that you have got a higher population. And not only that, before Labor Day, you have got probably a 100,000 people, as far as outside individuals that are tourists down in that area, and that is not computed into your clearance times. What we have done is we have taken the data that is available, that is between 22 and 24 hour clearance times for those two counties, and generally we allow 26 to 28 hour clearance times. But that is a best guess. What we need to do is, based upon some real-time data, so other studies need to be done in that particular area. That used to be funded out of the Hurricane Preparedness Program, and those studies are lagging way behind. Mississippi declared mandatory evacuations, which generally went well. Mississippi evacuations were generally mandatory and went relatively well. Five Mississippi counties, Hancock, Jackson, Harrison, Stone, and Pearl River, issued mandatory evacuation orders on or before August 28th for specific areas or zones of their counties and or those living in mobile homes. For example, Harrison County first issued a mandatory evacuation order 
for its zones A and B, which include all of its gulf front and low-lying areas, at 10 a.m. on August 28th. It strongly advised, but did not mandate, that residents in its highest elevations, Zone C, evacuate the county. According to Governor Haley Barber, he has the authority to usurp county officials' decisions, that is, order a mandatory evacuation if they have not. But he chose not to do so because county officials are closer to the situation than he is. During the evacuation, Mississippi Department of Transportation personnel collected and reported traffic flow information along evacuation routes, including areas where contraflow was in place for those evacuating Louisiana. At 7 p.m. on August 28, traffic counts were consistently high, and the contraflow areas showed a continuous increase in traffic. According to traffic counts, by 11 p.m. that evening, traffic along the evacuation contraflow routes had decreased substantially. Representative Jean Taylor asserted, however, that evacuation planning ought to include providing people with gasoline, especially at the end of the month. The other thing that I find interesting is that in all these scenarios that I'm sure you've thought out, did FEMA bother to realize that it is the 28th of the month? A lot of people live on a fixed income, be it a Social Security check or a retirement check. They've already made their necessary purchase for the month. What they couldn't envision is having to fill up their gas tank one more time, at almost three bucks a gallon, just to get the heck out of there. What I think no one is really focused on is a heck of a lot of people who stayed behind were people with limited means. Former Under Secretary Brown strongly opposed the suggestion that FEMA should have supplied gasoline. Congressman, FEMA is not there to supply gasoline, transportation. It is not the role of the federal government to supply five gallons of gas for every individual to put in a car to go somewhere. I personally believe that is a horrible path to go down, and while my heart goes out to people on fixed incomes, it is primarily a state and local responsibility. Whether providing gasoline should be a federal or state and local responsibility, there may very well have been victims of Hurricane Katrina who did not evacuate because at the end of the month they had run out of money for gasoline and found no other way to get gasoline or evacuate. Alabama mandatory evacuations also went relatively well. Alabama began implementing the evacuation early, and its evacuation also went well. Even before any Alabama evacuations began, AEMA and state transportation officials participated in the FEMA Regional Evacuation Liaison Team conference calls, during which emergency managers from Florida, Louisiana, and Mississippi shared information on the status of evacuation routes, road closures, traffic volumes, hotel availability, and other interstate implications of significant population migrations in the region. As it became clear Katrina would have a significant impact on the Alabama coast, 
Baldwin County emergency management officials called for a voluntary evacuation of all coastal, flood-prone, and low-lying areas at 5 p.m. on Saturday, August 27th. State emergency management officials asked the governor to declare a mandatory evacuation for threatened areas of Baldwin and Mobile counties on Sunday, August 28th. According to the announcement released by the governor's office, in Baldwin County, the order calls for the evacuation of those on Plash Island, the Fort Morgan Peninsula, and all areas south of Fort Morgan Road for Gulf Shores. The order also calls for the evacuation of those living in Perdido Key and south of Perdido Beach Boulevard, those in all low-lying and flood-prone areas south of I-10 in Baldwin County, and those living along the Mobile Bay area and other water inlets, also fall under the evacuation order. Governor Riley testified, We made it voluntary 36 hours out, and then shortly thereafter we made it mandatory. As it comes closer, as the cone begins to funnel in, and we have a higher likelihood that it is going to happen, we make it mandatory. We ask people to leave. We do everything we can to encourage them to leave. But again, the limiting factor is the amount of time. The difference between trying to evacuate our beaches before Labor Day and after Labor Day is like daylight and dark, because we have so many more vacationers there. And then, when you layer on top of that the number of people that will be coming out of the Florida panhandle that will come through Alabama, if we don't start it three days early, you just physically do not have the capability to take care of it. Alabama did not implement reverse lane strategies, that is, counterflow, in response to Hurricane Katrina, as road closures were limited and traffic volume never warranted it. The state reported 118,900 applications for evacuation assistance by Alabama residents, of which 23,853 were by out-of-state residents. Louisiana evacuation of general population was very successful. The Louisiana evacuation for the general population, including contraflow, worked very well. Governor Kathleen Babineau Blanco and other state officials labeled the implementation of this evacuation as masterful and as one of the most successful emergency evacuations in history. Based on National Weather Service reports of Katrina's dramatic shift toward Louisiana on Friday, the state had less time than planned to prepare for contraflow and had to implement it in a compressed time frame. Nevertheless, the contraflow planning and implementation went smoothly. The state effectively used conference calls to coordinate among the parishes. Some parishes declared some level of evacuation for the entire parish as early as Saturday morning, August 27th, at 9 a.m. These were generally the lower parishes, La Fourche, Plaquemines, St. Bernard and St. Charles, which was consistent with the Louisiana state plan for getting these populations to evacuate ahead of the metropolitan New Orleans population. 
the parishes generally started with the declaration of a recommended evacuation and changed these to a mandatory evacuation as katrina got closer the state also coordinated closely with mississippi and texas on traffic and or sheltering issues for example friday afternoon blanco called barber to coordinate that portion of the contraflow plan that involved highways leading out of louisiana into mississippi and governor barber agreed to the contraflow plan end of section sixteen